welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I am COVID-free, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. James. Hello. And Brody. Hello. I got so much more energy when I'm not hacking up a lung. This is amazing. Uh, Shannon, hey, I am keen to start a new semi-regular segment called Tech Time with Shannon, where you share your thoughts on the latest tech that you've been able to test, because you're always up to up to no good, playing around yeah. with the latest gadgets and gizmos. Um, and I've seen you playing around with this new, is it Aya, Aya Neo? Is that what it's I called? I don't know. And I don't know if Aya Neo is Aya? one word or two words. That's really keeps Aya stumping Neo, me. Aya Neo. Th- this new handheld PC game console, um, it's got a $2,000 price tag attached to it. It's coming to a stack of retailers here in Australia. Um, Harvey Norman, I think EB, JB, Big Amazon. W, Harvey, yeah, the lot. Big W, really? Wow. Yeah. Having having had it for I think maybe a week now, how are you finding it? How is it? Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really good. Like form factor wise, it's similar to the Switch OLED and feels like the Switch OLED. But I guess the big difference is like every every game that I've tested, which is like most recent AAA games, feel like you're playing them. I wouldn't say on a PS5, like maybe on a PS4, like a base PS4 or a PS4 Pro, but. It's just constantly amazing that even older games like Rocket League and Fall Guys and Fortnite, like they actually feel like the console versions or PC versions are not a watered down version of those games. But yeah, it's really good. Like I just constantly keep thinking about all the games that I can play in, in handheld form, which is to be honest, like I said, I'd say like with my Switch, I played it like 95% handheld, if not more. Mm. Could you do, would you see yourself using a, quite a lot especially in lieu of something like a steam steam deck being available here do you think there's a market for it i i think yeah definitely not at two thousand dollars like i am surprised like we just mentioned all those retailers like i'm surprised big w and the like are stocking it because it is a lot of money um yeah it's i could if i was more of a pc game i could see something like this or the steam deck being really good just because like cloud sync Mm. on steam is so good and xbox now as well so like the ability to go seamlessly from your pc or your xbox to this like it literally just pick up where you left off and it's so good where on the switch like you could be playing i don't know any any game that's on pc and more often than not your save is probably not going to go across yeah yeah it's good uh, Brody you're, you're known to play the occasional game on your PC would you have any interest in a handheld one yeah I've been talking to Shannon about this sort of throughout the week and yeah I, I've, I've done quite the 180 on it I was like huh I don't need one of these <laughs> and then like two days later I was like oh I really want to get one of these to the point where I'm like researching all the different SKUs they've got and uh looking at what they've because they've just announced a new one today like the AO Next 2 or something like that which is still a ways off but yeah they're Definitely not slowing down. They're putting these things out like they're phones. Um, yeah, what does the go with so, that, Shannon? What is, what's the deal with this new one? So I think the new one's going to be more upgradable. So it's got like an upgradable battery and like an eGPU uh, or a DGPU. So I think the idea is more if you're at home, you can put the external GPU on and it's more like a proper PC. Uh, but then sure. if you're out and about, you can swap that out for a battery and you'll be able oh, to right. upgrade it over time. And I think that's if that was $2,000 and you knew that you could upgrade it over time because like this tech improves really quickly that i could see being more um more appealing than 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 what it is at the moment yeah anyhow sorry i cut you off brody what was the result of your research 
Um, yeah, look, I, I probably wouldn't invest in this one specifically, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on sort of, I guess where it lands with like the Steam Deck as well, because they're, mm. that seems a little bit more accessible and obviously a bit more manageable in terms of price, surprisingly. Um, but it's all going to come down to whether their increased production gets it here, yeah. like early next year, maybe. But obviously, these are going to be readily available. So uh, I'm definitely interested. Um, uh, I do have a, like, so gaming aside, is it sort of like an open platform for productivity as well? Like, could you use it for other things? Yeah, so it's it's literally just Windows 10, which I, I will talk about a bit more. But it's literally Windows 10. You can connect like a mouse and a keyboard to it. It's got two USB-C ports, so you can connect it to any display. Like it's literally a PC that would rival most, maybe not like high-end gaming laptops, but most mid-tier laptops, I would say, in terms of gaming. So Could you, could you collect, uh, connect your Oculus to it? <laughs> With a link cable? <laughs> It'd probably fucking explode, but <laughs> you could. <laughs> that I, might be a bit ambitious. Yeah, that, that would be a bit Maybe ambitious. Maybe when it's got like a discrete GPU uh, option Yeah, as well, then though. that's when I, I think this could, because then this Sorry, could literally external, be, am I, getting, getting I don't know, I was confused, and a lot of people getting confused watching the stream, but that's when I feel like, imagine the Switch when you put it in a dock was like a PS5 and then when you took it away, it was like a Switch. And that is what I think I would want and what most people want in terms of something you can plug in and get the 4K experience, but then take away and have your handheld experience. And that w- that's what this next one is going to be. Just just on Windows, like I will say, as good as it is to have it open because the Steam Deck runs on Linux and I think that is very locked into Steam mm. and, they've, and they've made it. And I think Windows can run on it, but it's not great where this, you can literally load in Xbox app, Epic Game Store, like literally any emulator, any launcher and play any game that you want. But then I guess the downside of that is you're running Windows. So it's it's buggy at times and has the annoying things that you do on Windows where things will freeze or whatever else. But it, it honestly does a pretty good job. Like it's Spoken once you're in a like game, a it's fine. like a true Mac user. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i will but just that's certainly like it. the advantage of it like being that there's much advantages more kind to of both yeah exactly and yeah advantage like to both. i know a lot of people just use it as like an emulation machine right and have all yeah. the classic games on there which is really um cool. brody made the point about steam deck and that is going to be the hardest thing like coming up with a verdict on this like we don't know when that's coming to yeah. australia and we don't know price like it's going to be marked up when it comes here and it's like genuinely we don't know if it's going to come here in the next yeah, or even like two based on the when the index still, came. The waitlist currently stretches like well into twenty three in twenty twenty three in the US, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. With no signs of slowing down, so that is the hardest thing. Like if yeah. they announced next week it was coming here, then of course this would probably be dead on arrival. But if it doesn't come here this year, then I can really see people wanting mm. this when it drops a little bit more, maybe. Mm. James, what are your thoughts on all this? Do you, th- you see this as kind of like a, a solid competitor to the Switch? Would you ever be tempted to give another handheld console a go? Or PC? I don't think that, that it's like a... I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a Switch to me. Like, I like I was saying, I would probably get consider one if I could maybe sync it with my Xbox 100%, but obviously not every game has that. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? Or like, just any console. Um, Would you be interested in an Xbox handheld? Like, I feel like that's a rumor that's been kicked around sometimes. Maybe I've just, like, ended up in weird echo chambers on Twitter or something. I don't think so. Like, I... Like, the idea... Like, I don't play handheld much at all. Um, Like, I pack my Switch every day um, to play on my break at work, and I never do, you know? Um, It's only ever if I'm in, like, 
in a car traveling somewhere or flights or something. Um, but a yeah, passenger I, in a car, I'm sure. Yeah, obviously not while driving. That would be a <laughs> bit rough, <laughs> I think. Anyway. Just have um, to make that disclaimer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I it's just so expensive as well. Like, I don't know. I'd rather... Yeah, this is just it not is. for me. It is. It's think. stupidly expensive. It's not going to be for most people. I will say it makes me more annoyed at the Switch and how it hasn't advanced at all because I do think, like, Nintendo... I guess this is showing what, what tech is out there and this is just a small Chinese company that's done this. So mm. I really wish Nintendo would release the successor because I think the mobile tech space has come a long way since the Switch came out and that was already using old tech when it released. Yeah. I, I just will say, like, I don't think handheld gaming has much kind of, much, like, much appeal to me anymore. Like, it certainly did back in the day, and especially when I was traveling around, like, a lot more than I guess I do now. Um, but, yeah, like, now the only real opportunity for me would be, like, on the train, like, going into work, I guess. And more often than not, this, it's crowded anyhow, and I'm not getting a seat, and playing something while standing would be nigh impossible. And I'm trying to get into think- reading more as well. So, like, I don't know. There's just all these other things I do in those moments than sit and play a game. Like, when I'm playing a game, I like kind of being in the zone at my computer or in front of my TV. And um, I think as well, like, people that. say, like, oh, you can play, like, Elden Ring on it. But, like, a, would you? a, a yeah. game like Elden Ring, like, on a shitty handheld controller, but also, like... For, like, short burk. Like, I I don't know. Like, I guess if you're somebody who plays handheld in front of your TV on your couch or something... Yeah, while which doing is something me, else, to be that honest. Would yeah, like... But, like, El- like, as an example, like, there's just... And that's, to me, like, like the biggest problem with, like, say, like... Like, the PSP was, like, a lot of these, ge- like, big games that didn't really suit themselves well to a handheld experience, like, almost. Yeah. And that's, to me, is, like, the, the big downside. Like, whereas, like... Other so games people would work. ask for those big games, but really it's, like, not what the platforms I best suited for. Yeah, and I realise there's so many people, like, there's a ridiculous amount of people that play their Switch just handheld, so maybe there mm. is something there for people, but, like, I... Yeah, I'm just, like, if I'm playing a game, I usually am on my TV, like... Yeah, I, I will like, say... Yeah. My Vita and my Switch was, like, kind of an indie machine, as I know it was for so many people. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what I think I'd use it for. And it'd be nice because I've got, like, obviously a big Steam library with tons of games in there that I'd not go around to. Like, maybe a portable PC would be good. Like, handheld PC would be good for that sort of reason. But then at the same time, like, I don't need to spend two grand on a high-tech piece of kit to do that and play these games. Like, my Switch would be more than adequate. Actually, if there was a way to play my Steam games on the Switch, like, that would probably be perfect. Um, But instead, I guess I'm buying them anew on on the Switch store. The eShop, even. Let me ask yes. you another piece of tech news then, Shannon. Because uh, there's this new Sony in-zone range that's been announced. Really, I, I said in-the-zone earlier, and that would have been a perfect segue, but here we are now. Um, it includes a range of new headsets and monitors, uh, no less. What are your thoughts on this this new tech from Sony? Yeah, it, look, it looks good. I think it lines up with them wanting to get into the PC space and that's why it's a Sony product and not PlayStation, but very much like design-wise and feature-wise still works great with PlayStation. I think, it's, I think it's a good offering. I think it's like good, better, best in terms of lineup. And yeah. like I still haven't used Sony noise-canceling headphones, but apparently they are the best. So I think for them to bring that tech over to the gaming space makes a lot of sense. And obviously it is pricey, but again tech costs money so 
if you want the best, you've got to pay for it, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think like we were, you and I were talking that middle tier headset, like the 350 one, that's got like the dual audio inputs yeah. with the Bluetooth and 2.4 gigahertz wireless. Um, and uh, the, I think, I think, and, and the fact that it's a wireless headset. Yeah. Um, I think that's like a pretty good, pretty good value for money one. I don't know if I would be splashing that 500 bucks for the, the noise cancelling. I'm a little unconvinced I feel that I need that in a gaming headset at this stage. Um, but yeah, an interesting range of stuff too. And the re- monitors already seem to be getting good reviews, which is cool to see. James, I wanted to ask you about the name though. Sony InZone. What do you make of this, this range? Um, I think they're ugly and I don't like the name. <laughs> the extent of my have, have that opinion. <laughs> Is it just like the most gamer name you like ever heard in zone? Reminds me of the K-Zone Kids Magazine, to be honest. And we know that that's the peak of gaming culture, K-Zone yeah. Magazine, isn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. um, I, hey, that was like how I first got into like quote-unquote games journalism i guess was like reading the, the sections at the end that had the video game wow, coverage wait. and i was like oh yeah. people write about video games crazy you yeah. mean you didn't grow up reading james's works on other various websites <laughs> unfortunately not no hmm, maybe well. i'd have been more well-rounded individual if i had the name is awful i guess yeah. the name is sort of <laughs> sony but i don't know yeah i don't even know if it needed i guess it probably did need it like a range name but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. The branding of it is all kind of weird, to be honest. Yeah, it all stylized and all caps. Yeah. Nasty. Anyhow, speaking of nasty, let's talk about Nintendo's June 2022 Direct Mini Conference, which is obviously a harsh, harsh thing to say. Uh, but Brody, I might come your way first on this one. Um, there were a couple of quirky-looking indie games in the mix. I'm looking forward to going back to James and hearing about his whole rundown too. But did any of the, the indie games that were included in the, the Direct Mini or maybe the Portal Bundle take your fancy? Uh, no, like the, I mean, a couple of games did, but like, I've got no compulsion to replay Portal on the Switch. Like, I love oh. Portal, but I just don't, I don't think I'd want to play it on the Switch. Sorry. Um, you can keep that. Um, but <laughs> I like the look of, uh, what's it called? Is it called Blank? Like, that's just a really cute indie game about a, oh, yes, a, little, a little deer and a wolf cub. I like cub. that that's, it has uh, online as well. I feel like that doesn't happen often with these more smaller... Projects. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and obviously, it's got a bit of flack for its art style to the point where Ron Gilbert has uh, said he's not going to talk about the game anymore. But um, I'm obviously keen for the new Monkey Island, so it was cool uh, to see a little bit of uh, that gameplay. But otherwise, no, a bit of a wet fart. I think the uh, the the what is it? What is it? A Nintendo Direct Mini? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, actually, no, I'll lie. I'm I'm quite curious in that Disney Animal Crossing game as well. Uh, that's just, that seems my bag. Lorelei and the laser eyes is your vibe. Yeah, I was getting. Uh, I was surprised you didn't mention that one. Uh, well, I, I read the the blurb and it said it's got a bit of a PlayStation vibe, so I sort of just skipped past it. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's a murder mystery. <laughs> Reading into it now, um, Shannon. Yeah. On the the portal bundle though, what was this that I caught today about Half Life Two being stuck in there? Um. Good question. I haven't really looked too much into it either, but I think it's... I don't know if it was in the original games as well. It must have been, and someone's, like, hacked it to to find it in this too. I don't think it was meant to be there regardless. I think someone's modded it somehow, a glitchy version of the game on Switch. 
Interesting. Well, James, let's come to you. What did you make of the Direct Mini? I know we had pretty tempered expectations going into it, but did you were you pleasantly surprised about anything at all? Oh, no. I thought it was... <laughs> like... I mean, I don't want to be, like, mean, but, like, I just am really sick of Nintendo being like, here's all these games that are, like, really fucking late and run worse, like, and cost more. Like, there's just no, like, win for me here. Like, and I understand there are some people who only play on Switch, and that's Mm. great. But, like, even, like, this version of Nier, like, yes, it has two extra costumes, but it runs at half the speed, probably costs yeah. 80 bucks retail, um, and is way lower res. Like, I, I, and this, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, like, I understand that they can't be like, oh, people already played this somewhere else, so we won't port it. But I just wish we got to this point, like, say with Hogwarts, like, I hope, like, going forward, like, I hope there are games that come out on everything, so then, like, but then I think this is the problem with this, like, this performance gap, right? Is, like, when you're making a game for so many different SKUs now, yeah. something has to miss. And I think that because the Switch is so much lower than other consoles, that take probably takes the most time, potentially, to optimise. So that's why those games get pushed back. Um, I've gone off on, ta- on a tangent here, but, like, th- this is just what I... Like, just watching this, there was just nothing... Like, you know, Pac-Man World, Mega Man Battle Network... Um, are you sort of harking back to Shannon's earlier point? Like, do you share a frustration that Nintendo's hardware is where it's at? Like, would you have liked to have seen them come out with some upgraded pro model at this stage? I, I mean, I would like to, yes. But, like, would that mean that I buy, say, um, I don't know, like Hogwarts Legacy on Switch over PS5 or Xbox? Probably not. Um because, yeah. like, yeah, it depends on, like, the, the difference there. Um, it's mm. just... Yeah, like, I, I, I used to... I defend Nintendo so much all the time, <laughs> um, I feel like, but I just... this So much of this stuff, even the original stuff, just, like... I mean, the only... I do think Sparks... Ironically, Sparks of Hope, I think, looks really good. Like, I think that looks that's, genuinely that's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's also because it's like a new game bespoke for the system that isn't just a, a retread, you know, yeah. like, like I don't need to play any of these games again. Like, and, but that's a very unique problem to have, I guess. Like not everybody has played near or whatever, but even portal man, like yeah. how many years ago did we all, <laughs> once again, I guess like as there are new people, but like, and it's quite cheap too. Um, but I don't know. I love that I'm you're like, like selling it while shitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it wasn't for me. I don't even know what I want anymore. That's yeah. I just don't look forward to anything. It's just easier that way. Well, and I know yeah, it's I mean, really like, pessimistic, but like, yeah, like this, this, like, I, I'm excited. Like even first party Nintendo, like I just think about what they have yeah. ended the year and I just don't like people are like, oh, they might have Metro Prime 1 remastered. And I, I just can't like, be excited about that because I've played that so many times. Oh, okay. You know? That's interesting. Cause I did have that in my show notes to ask you about, um, cause it was in the news just in the last week with Jeff Gubb claiming that the remake is still coming this year. Like, do you think there's truth to that? Like, would you, would it, yeah, would it not surprise you if it came out this year? And it sounds like it wouldn't be something you'd get behind, even if it did. 
Yeah, I'd have to see it. Um, right. Yeah. I take it like, you'd hope it would be a like a substantial remake. Yeah, it'd have to be artistically quite different. And yeah. It would have to have like new content for me to be excited properly. Yeah. Like if, like, yeah. I do, I feel bad because like I have just like kind of shat on them. Um, but I just in, feel like in their lunchbox, it, their metaphorical lunchbox. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I just feel like Switch started off so strong with such fantastic games. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like Odyssey and Smash Bros. Is like you just never get that. That game felt like an event, like every they, like a celebration of like all these years. I, but and then Animal Crossing came out, sold forty five hundred million copies with minimal effort, and then. They were like, oh, okay, this is all we have to do now, almost. Like, I don't know. I just... They've really shifted for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like... I, I feel you. Like, I mean, I know I'm not the biggest <laughs> Switch you know, slash Nintendo advocate in the world, but, like, I, I, the last time I seriously picked up my Switch and played anything on it was for Metroid Dread, and it's kind of mostly just collected dust since then. Like, occasionally, I fire it up and, like, flick through the eShop to see if there's anything kind of taking my fancy that's going to compel me to kind of play play it a bit more. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's, it's kind of missing a big kind of tentpole release. Like I, oh, granted the next one's obviously going to be Breath of the Wild too. And I'm sure when that does, we'll all be singing in its praises and our, our tune will have changed. But yeah, like without kind of any more clarity as to when that's, that's hitting and what that's all going to be in terms of like an evolution of what the first game was, it's kind of hard to be excited about anything in the Nintendo slate at the moment. I was going to say, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not going to say I'm concerned about Nintendo because they've got so much money and, like, we, we rag on them, but, like, they constantly have games that sell more than than PlayStation and Xbox could ever dream of for their games. Mm. Um, but I just think, like, there's also just no new IP. Like, when you think about the Switch, it's just, like, ARMS is, like, the only one I can think of that's been a new IP. And like James said, like, Smash yeah. Bros. Ultimate... Mario Kart, like, where do you go with Smash Bros now that you've just released a game with, like, every single character in Nintendo history? Like, what do they do next? So, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Again, I know everyone always says this about Nintendo, so they'll just keep doing the same thing. But, yeah, it's, but, it's like, they're in a weird that, spot. Right? Like, they could have really established that as, and I know people shudder, shudder at the term, but, like, as a game, as a service kind of thing, right? Or a live service game where that could have been just, like, continually ongoing with you know, season passes and new content dropping. And I feel like all momentum to that has been lost and I'm sure it's still got its regular base of players, but otherwise they're not doing a lot to keep that community active and grow it over time. Um, which, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a missed opportunity. Brody, let me ask you, what what is the next Nintendo game you're excited for? Or game coming to Switch, for that matter? Oh, uh, oh, um... I honestly can't name one. Sorry. I feel <laughs> yeah, like you... That's you, kind I, of I illustrating knew, a point, you, I guess. That's... You, you knew the answer before you asked it, I feel. <laughs> I was curious. I was curious. I, I mean, there's games coming to the console that I'm excited to play, but I'm not going to play them on Switch. Like, Right. So that's kind of the point. Like, it's yeah. not ever going to be my console of preference. And, yeah, Nintendo First Party doesn't really butter my bread, so to speak. So... Yeah. Um that's yeah. kind of what they're dependent on this stage, right? Is is those first party releases that you can't experience anywhere else? You have to play them on Switch. Because it's literally just it's become not. a little bit of an indie machine for me. Like I'm, yeah. like I said, I'm playing like Neon White, and I'm playing 
all these really obscure little indie games that are like four bucks on the eShop and stuff like that. I think, but even like, that's an experience I could get on the PC. So mm, I don't know. Mm. Pokemon will be huge. Like I keep forgetting about that, but then like I just, yeah, I'm so skeptical. Like that will be different. Like I feel like since Sun and Moon, you've kind of had this whole like it'll be different, like and stuff. And every time I think we've talked about this before on the podcast is like I feel like they've always wanted they've always take these little steps forward, and it never feels quite big enough and i with arceus we felt like they were getting there again but once again because they didn't take the time it just yeah that there's just never anything that just blows me away yeah um and like shannon has a good point like i think it might be new ip i think but then like it's hard because Mm. i also would find it hard to get excited about new ip because you don't know what it is do you know what i mean like it's it it's so hard to balance, and then I also think like why would they do new IP when like all their older like Mario Kart Eight that game is like what so old yeah <laughs> like yeah and it still sells out like, and like why have we heard nothing of a sequel to Mario Odyssey shit, like, as well like there's there's a few the Odyssey was new like Odyssey was fantastic and new yeah and I think that's why that is still my favorite Switch game it's not a port it's not like a remaster or whatever um but yeah I I don't know. I kind of feel a bit weird and guilty now that I've just shat on them for like 30, 15 minutes ish. Like, it comes from I, a place of I only care games, because I'm fine. passionate. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I really it's... like Nintendo. Yeah, I, I think everybody feels that a bit. But then when you look at them from like a business sense, like they obviously don't really need to do more than they're doing at like a very but slow That's what pace. annoys me. It's like, stop yeah, buying but... fucking Mario Kart 8, everybody. Like, so we can get a new Mario Kart <laughs> or some shit. That's bad like, business strategy, though. Like, if you stagnate <laughs> and you're not reinventing yourself, like, you get left behind. Like, but I wouldn't if, that, call if it that's bad genuinely like their approach, like, yeah, it's, it's that's not going to happen. panic it, buttons. Like, New Horizons was worse than New Leaf in every fucking way. But, like, it's made so much money. Like, it's it, uh, yeah. it like hurts my brain to think about the money they've made. I, I wonder how game. much that's attributable to the fact it came out during the pandemic and you just had all these people... It doesn't like, matter, Ewan. It's all money in the bank to... Just keep sitting on uh, Shannon. I'm nothing. Not not disagreeing with that, but I'm I'm saying it's not in their best interest to just like sit on their laurels and watch the money roll in because eventually that will stop. And have they not done that for twenty years? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. And I, I guess okay, it's, I don't know. I, that's I'm, that's I'm not true because the, probably... the Wii was very like revolutionary. And that yeah, did gangbusters be... for them. And the Switch was radically different again. So, like, they're not... Like, they are not a company that rests on their laurels and just do the same thing day out. Um, maybe when it comes to their games, ex- they do. But, like, the technology, they don't. I think that I was more excited... This is going to be, like... People are going to roll their eyes at me. I can just feel it. <laughs> but I was more excited for what was coming for Nintendo with the Wii U because they were so desperate at the time because it was such a flop that I would they yeah. were the, the games were actually really good like yeah I still think like Nintendo Land and like <laughs> even all the party games that were coming out then were just better than what we're getting now like even the party games we're always just talking about didn't they about bring them all of them to the Switch nah Wii Party and um, Nintendo Land are probably the Nintendo two Nintendo Land oh good. yeah Nintendo Land was good yeah Wii Party was well, oh yeah that was on the Wii U but um mm. yeah like I just yeah, I'm. I don't know. I just think they're resting on their laurels a little bit too much. Yeah. Um. And I understand the pandemic, like because every Nintendo fan will tell you that a pandemic affects them more than anyone else. But everybody was affected by it. Um. 
and I just think they're yeah, it's it hurts at the moment <laughs> as a long life Nintendo fan. Well, you can certainly yeah. never count them out. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure things will turn turn around, and wouldn't surprise me if it was rather soon. Um, but thank you, guys. That was a much meatier conversation than I expected it to be. That was really cool. Um, yeah, James, I will come back your way though, because <laughs> oh, okay. you've got a review as well that you need to need to discuss, and that is the the Capcom <laughs> Fighting Collection. I think I could confidently say I knew. No, I often get this wrong, but I think I can confidently say you are a fighting game guy. So how did you find this collection? Fantastic. Capcom knows Excellent. how to Excellent. honor their library, unlike some other Japanese <laughs> publishers that we were just talking about. Um, but yeah, um, really good. It's I know a lot of people probably don't care, so I'll keep it quick. But um, if you like fighting games, um, it's pretty cool to have these games that kind of were like hidden, you know, they were Japan. A lot of them were Japan only releases for a long time. A lot of them never made it to home consoles. Um, so mm. to have them all like brought back and given like decent online that works really well um, is really fantastic. Um, I like the, the look of the, the Tetris one. The what? Is it oh, puzzle? That's like puzzle the one fighter? I, puzzle fighter? That that makes so much sense because that's like the one I least enjoyed, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so. That's the only one that's not a fighting game, but uh, yeah, they're all pretty good. Darkstalkers is like, it was like kind of Capcom's like gothic take on Street Fighter, um, but really, really fun, fast paced, um, really cool characters, like Little Red Riding Hood, but with an Uzi in a basket, you know what I mean? Like really cool. Damn. And had lots of blood and fatalities and shit. Like it was actually quite grim compared to Capcom's stuff. Um mm. But it bombed twice after they tried to bring it back, so it's dead forever now. But, like, I'm glad they've kind of given it, like, one last hurrah and let people play it online on modern hardware. So, yeah. Nice. Definitely worth your time. I'm glad we can end on a positive note, then. If you're a fighting game person, definitely worth your time. Um, There's also a simple control scheme. So, if you're one of those people who hates, like, inputs, you know... Um, if you don't know your Shoryuken from your Haruken, <laughs> that's, that's um, me right you there. Just, you press a single button and you can just shit one out as quickly as possible. <laughs> so, um, that's all you need, but that's like, they kind added of a preview a, of you're what, telling me they added a Ewan mode to the game. That's they did. And that's wow. kind of a cool preview of what street fighter six will be like as well. Cause I think they're really trying to get new people into fighting games, which I think is fantastic. Cause I feel yeah. like fighting games as a whole are quite insular and there's a lot of toxicity in the community so it's nice to try and give the noobs a chance you know thank you i appreciate that i will maybe i'll give it a go and bring some positive vibes into the into the fighting you game scene you say that every game. time i talk about every game i fucking talk hey, about you're like, i'll hey, give it a go I, I, I am i not doing you proud on the resident evil front and and final fantasy i'm not not a total lie okay someone Someone has this Final Fantasy thing, like, in their head about me. But, like, I mean, yes, I'm proud about you for Resident Evil. Very proud. I feel like you were invested in me playing through 7, through the remake. Yeah, I just wanted you to play something. Like, you could have been been playing, like, I don't know, Matt Hazard. (laughs) And I'd be happy. Because it's something different. Serious Sam or something. It's not Apex Legends for the thousandth hour. literally. Like, a single-player game with a story, please. (laughs) 
Not the Last of Us again? Remakes out. So anyhow, this is not the Ewan and James show. Let's uh, let's save this for the the after the show, James. Our playful banter. Um, let me instead ask you a rapid fire question, and Shannon, I'm going to come straight your way for this one. All right. It is June 30th, and there is no mention of God of War yet. Oh is it still coming out this year? My answer is going to be yes, even if it's December 31st, <laughs> yeah. and you're asking me this question. It's going to get shadow drops on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I Brody. believe tonight it's coming. Believe. I mean, technic- uh, technically the 30th here, but there's still time in the US. Hasn't Maybe. begun. Maybe it'll get across the line. Brody, what do you reckon? Yes, I think so. Pulse check. James? Can you repeat the question? Because I can't believe you're asking it again. I just want to be sure. <laughs> Is God of War coming out this year? Yes. God, I'm I'm still in the no camp. Still Why in is the that, no Ewan? I just... Uh, you know no, what it is? It's rapid fire. You know what it is? It's a gut feeling. I just have a have a. You just want to be a pain in, in the ass. That's all why. It's just purely gut feel. Something's, it's something's not coming. What else do they have? Well, we haven't seen gameplay. <laughs> Remake. Famously, not sufficient enough. Let's not. anyhow. <laughs> let's Hopefully, play we get a remake the wiki... of the first one before the second <laughs> one comes out. <laughs> Maybe that's what the announcement will be. Um, all right. What the wiki is the press starts podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the point. Speaking of those that points, last week they were awarded to Shannon, who is tied now with Brody in second place on six points apiece. James is still in first place, though, one point ahead on seven points. Bringing up the rear is myself on two, Kieran on one, and Harry and Stephen tied <laughs> with Nilpois points but shannon as last week's winner you are today's host take it away let's do it the game features a story mode consisting of 10 levels in which the player assumes the role of one of two space marines as they attempt to stop the alien race from ruining history by collecting the time crystals in various time periods ranging from the wild west to the 25th century it has several Yes. Is it time splitters two? It is time splitters two. Well done, Jamzi. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, where do I go next? It might have just been because I re- seen Lightyear recently, but when you said Space Rangers, all I could get was Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. Like that was all that was coming to my head. <laughs> James in 1348, Amicia Darun is a 15-year-old French... <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, is it a Plague Tale Innocence? It is a Plague Tale Innocence. Well done, Brody. Spicy. Thank you. Mm. Now, if you could give me something from the century, Shannon, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Plague Tale isn't. <laughs> Literally. Game that came out like I'm, two I'm years ago. That was supposed to be relax. your one, you were. Was it? No, I love I'll how go, he, he shuffles I'm gonna go here. to try to keep it. I, got, I, just, I, I really like all of my games. <laughs> the game is a hack and slash adventure that was released for the PS2 in 2001 and for Xbox in 2002. <laughs> the game features pre-rendered backgrounds with the player primarily controlling a swordman in his fight against demons. Your demons possess you. The game... Oh. 
Uh, no, I don't think this is right. I was going to say Onimusha, but I don't think that's right. Onimusha Warlords. It is Onimusha <laughs> Warlords. <laughs> Shannon, you cannot contain your facial facial expressions. <laughs> oh my that, god. That was a good... No, it. he got it. Yeah. He, that was good. He, he did. He needed to just commit. Yeah, yeah. That was that was so funny. <laughs> Where's the what is the theme? The theme was Jack Sax Jack Zach can't even speak. Zach <laughs> Jackson's top five games, and there were a few other bangers oh. in there. I must admit, Broken Shout Sword, out to yeah. Zach Jackson, and Dishonored were the other ones. He also threw some Resident Evil games in there, but. I thought James was frozen, in but it's just his, his mic is moving, so he's just stunned. <laughs> he's shocked. For, for the listeners, I don't know if we've ever really talked about James's microphone, but it's got one of these little like LED screens on it, and he's often got some sort of emoji going on in there. And yeah, that was the only thing we could tell that his camera was still active. Um, well, well done, Shannon. Great job hosting. Uh, that has put Brody. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. No way James is so stagnant now because Brody is tired in first place with James. Holy smokes. Gotten spicy again. Just making the necessary adjustments to the scoreboard here. But with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start podcast. Subscribe to us on Listen or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at Shancake underscore on Twitter. Also joining us today, it was James. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-M-Z. And taking home today's What the Wiki Point, it was Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at Brody underscore DG. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.